Hi, I'm Chelsea. And I'm Virginia. And we are wives, moms, and college, college besties. besties. And this is life, love, and, and the, the shit, shit in, in between. between. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so when we say that our lives are just a shit show, <laughs> we're not joking. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to explain what it took to get started recording tonight (laughs) so we are here and when i say i have a goblet of wine literally have a goblet of wine (laughs) maybe i should text tyson to bring me one oh my gosh it's gonna be a good one (laughs) did Uh, you get everything cleaned up (laughs) yes so after you know cleaning up the dog's issues um then I have the girls I'm sending them upstairs with like treats to leave me alone for an hour and Charlotte trips up the stairs with her bowl of popcorn and M&M's she's crying I'm like really like why is this my life (laughs) so oh my gosh it's all right it'll be a good one we're gonna have some comic relief I'm sure so oh my gosh you need to be prepared (laughs) (laughs) So we're gonna we're gonna go in with our delayed pride episode today. Um, yes, we are going to be having Jen's brother on with his two best friends, and hopefully my best friend and his fiance. Um, so we'll see how this episode goes. It might be a little bit longer one for Ooh, all of us, but fancy. it should be fun. So should we get him on? Yes. Let's see Nick if we can figure Ellis. it out. Let's send it. We'll see what he does. <laughs> I know okay. the, ta- the talent is ready, as he says. <laughs> so we'll see. Well, because he does not have children, he said, <laughs> um, 803, talent is ready. <laughs> yeah. And he just probably doesn't understand the difficulties. No. Oh, no. Because he gets, like, the best parts of my kids. <laughs> right, and then he sends them home. Yeah. Well, it, and it's I'm usually with them anyways, so it's not like he has to deal with them on his own. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, Let's talent. See if he can figure it out. Come on, Nick. Hello. So, anyways, how was your week? Good. Um, I am no longer sick. <laughs> That's a relief. But um, <laughs> Eleanor got croup, so I think we all had laryngitis, which is not fun. Yeah, poor baby. Not fun at all. Um, but other than that, just nice and steady and uh, work. And Cece is out of town. So, oh, so you're living that one kid life. Yeah. So my already reduced occupancy <laughs> in my house compared to your house. Oh yeah. Is uh is even more so. That right. was great. How was your week? Um, not horrible. Charlotte tried out cheerleading. Um, and I get excited about that because I was a high school cheerleader. And see, I so, don't. <laughs> what it, <gasps> Look, oh, I think someone's joined us. Hello! 
Hi there. How are you? Amazing. Yay. Hi. So, Nick, where are you guys? We're in Crystal and Alex's apartment in Chicago, Illinois. Oh. Weren't you just in Denver? Yes. I started there uh, a couple days ago and got here on Tuesday. A magical journey. A magical journey he's been on. No, I love when you come to Chicago. Come back to Chicago. So, Nick, can you introduce yourself a little bit um, and then introduce your friends? Yeah, I'd love to. And thank you for having us, Virginia. Of course. Um, I'm Nick. I'm Virginia's brother. I work as a high school English teacher um, in Arizona on the west side of Phoenix. Um, I've known Crystal since high school at Xavier College Prep, um, and Alex since we went to Arizona State together. That is fun. And what he's leaving out, this is Alex, by the way. Hi, Alex. Hi, Virginia. Miss you. <laughs> oh, I miss you guys. <laughs> But what Nick is miss what he's leaving out is the fact that he went to a boys Catholic school and Crystal went to the girls Catholic school. Yeah, they situated right next to each other, but very separate, but commingling. So, yes, I actually went for one year to the all girls school, and so I opted not, not to go. Yeah, you're not a lesbian, so that didn't work out for you, obviously. It didn't. I spent a lot of time at Brophy. (laughs) I liked all the boys. The reason I know my wife pretty much is because of Nick Ellis, I will say. And the fact that he, like, introduced me to my gorgeous babe, Crystal. And so I cannot let that go unnoticed in the introduction. Oh, perfect. Well, I do want to introduce you guys to my best friend, Chelsea. Hello, hello. (laughs) We went to college together, and um, we're kind of on this mom journey together, but apart. And uh, so this is is all a love fest right here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So how fun. Okay, so how long have you guys lived in Chicago? Well, I guess I'll, I mean, I grew up in Chicago. This This is is Alex Alex again. Grew up in Chicago, and then my dad moved out to Phoenix in, like, 98. Maybe you guys were, like, two years old then, because you (laughs) felt so young. But I was, like, 12, you know? And so I've always had, like, a connection with Phoenix. And then when it was time to go to college... In-state tuition drove me to Arizona State, where my brother went, and that's how I found my boo, Nick. (laughs) Yeah, we lived in the same freshman year dorms. Well, we had that coincidence, then. Yeah. That's how Chelsea and I met. Yes, across the hall from each other. And that's all we'll say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. (laughs) 
I think that can go both ways too, Rachel. Uh, yeah, because uh, <laughs> I, I was going to say, Nick, I didn't do anything naughty until sophomore year. Well, and well, also Crystal lived in that same dorm too, but somehow we had no idea. We okay, wait, Crystal. <laughs> what I would do visit Lindy, who yeah. was also your guys' friend, floor. because Lindy Fifth and I floor. also went to Xavier together. Yes. And wow. Crystal was the only person ever to live in the dorm for all four years of her college. Wow. That's yeah. commitment. Well, I know. When they give you a like apartment by yourself, then and it has a balcony, like it was, you know, pretty alright. I could hang out there. Yeah. I would skateboard across the street to get to class, like in mere minutes and Oh wow. Were you an RA or anything, or did you just really enjoy dorm life? No, it was just, like, part of, it paid for by student loans, and otherwise I would probably have had to live in. Oh, okay. See, in between. So, Crystal, tell us a little bit more about your story about uh, Xavier and then when you met Alex, maybe. Yeah. Was it right away or no? Because you guys were. Well, first off, I'm so grateful to be invited onto <laughs> this podcast. It's uh, we all agreed that this is the first podcast we've ever been on. So uh, <laughs> we're trying to like comport ourselves oh. in kind of a good way, I think. But uh, thanks for having us. Um, that's funny because just right before we got on here, we were talking about like come out and then I was thinking I was like well how long and so that does like kind of tie back to like my Xavier days because I think I kind of had like that feeling going back to like even sophomore year or something of just like something being different it's like when you don't even have a language or something like you don't know what a lesbian is so you don't know what you're feeling like but um I didn't even, like, come out until I was, like, 20, like, a sophomore in college, even, after I... Oh, wow. After I'd seen, like, a more diverse group, you know? Like, that's probably what Xavier was, where they're, like, uh, gay is a sin, and you are all <laughs> pri- we privileged females, so you just yeah. didn't see the diversity, and if anything, it was absolutely still, like early 2000s where like you were shamed for being gay plenty of reason to you know not explore that yeah that is something i was i was gonna ask too like as a woman coming out versus a man i feel like with women it's more like oh but are you really where men it's like okay and that's just from like my friends that are lesbians i feel like they kind of battled that where people like didn't really believe them I, I'll say that I definitely, this is Alex again, by the way, um, <laughs> I definitely had that, like, response from some of my friends, because he was like, you're was so like, you're gay. gay. You're gay. <laughs> but, Alex, you're gay. Yeah, but I was also, <laughs> I was also, like, 20 years old when I came out, so it was, I was, like, older, you know, and my mom 
very open, loves gays, like has a right, lot like of had like, a gay best friend. Yeah, very open, yeah, and she up. was even like, "Oh, are you sure this is like? Are you sure this isn't just a phase?" And I was like, "No, I'm pretty sure I'm like good on the D." You know? <laughs> like, do you <laughs> do you think that that's kind of a common parent response? to uh, a child coming out. I feel like our mom did that. Yeah. I a think, little bit. I mean, I definitely think it's, like, kind of a knee-jerk reaction, but at the same time, it took me so long to realize that I was gay. Like, even in high school, you know, I was on the swim team. I was a captain of water polo. Gay. Hold hands with girls that I, like, hung out with, you know? And, like, even being in Chicago, like, I should I should have felt, like, open enough to come out then. But there was a lot of negative connotation about, like, lesbianism, especially back in the early 2000s, I think. There was, like, if you watch um, different movies now, like, what, what do we watch, like, what, not another teen movie, I think it was, and they were oh, like making fun of lesbians, and I was like, "That is why you, we didn't come out." Or no, the faculty is another one, where like Jordana Brewster, huge crush on her growing up, but she was the one lesbian bashing against Clea Duvall in that movie. So, I have no idea what that movie is. I'm going to have to the look faculty? it up. Yeah, I come down and the only way to kill them is cocaine. <laughs> no, no, I have no, no idea what that is. Allergy, it was an allergy medicine that Josh Hartnett had mashed up with a mortar. Ooh, I love him. Yes. Okay, it's literally like that is not who Alex related to though. That's not <laughs> that's not why she was watching the movie. Right. No, I'm just saying like when it comes to the cultural times of when I was discovering my gayness, it was not like an open environment because even yeah. in the movies that we were watching it was frowned upon to be gay. Yeah, it's like we've been like openly lesbians for 15 years and we've been like together for 10 years and like we're so we're so gay at this point we're like when why did it take so long or like why was it like what like i don't know like why did we ever feel like we needed to be in the closet but then you watch movies where they're like dropping they're just like i don't know complete bullying terrible things yeah, and you're like it. oh yeah that's right yeah that's pop culture definitely is the example that but we've come such a long ways. Well, good. I'm happy for you guys. I'm happy for your super gayness. <laughs> Subaru gayness. Hashtag Subaru. Hashtag sponsor this podcast. <laughs> I love that. Um, Nick, did you want to talk a little bit about what it was like for you? Growing up and your coming out story. No? <laughs> I, mean, I don't Crickets. know what to say. I came out much earlier. I was 15. It was the summer after sophomore year. Um, it was difficult. I think 
Um, I had always, like, felt different, though, like, way before that. But, like, Crystal was saying, I think, uh, you just don't have a language for it. You just know that you're different. And other people pick up on it, too. You just like things that aren't the same as your peers. Um, and so I kind of, I came out pretty early, I guess, compared comparatively. Um, and I've just been living out and proud, like, since then. I think, like, I, I'm kind of obvious, so I... I you embrace it. Right, I, I read gay to most people, so... Uh, it wasn't so did something you guys... Could, it wasn't something I could really avoid, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Did you have any fears coming out at that age? Just because kids are so harsh. I mean, I don't. I feel like well, they and it's not even in school. It's not even that. Just the kids. Did you? I just remember because if you were fifteen, I was twelve, and I remember not really knowing anything and understanding anything about your journey that you were like when you were coming out I remember not knowing anything probably for a year after you came out well I think for that first year mom and dad didn't really want to acknowledge it they were trying to like (laughs) get a therapist so yeah and it was really more about they found out I was smoking cigarettes and they wanted to (laughs) get that (laughs) <laughs> How's that going for you? Worse. Yeah, uh, well, 20 years later, I'm still gay. I'm still smoking. <laughs> I do remember mom sitting there and asking, and it was brand new to, as it was brand new to you, it was brand new to mom and dad, too, but I remember mom sitting there. <laughs> oh, no, they went away. Someone burns the popcorn. <laughs> so what I was getting at is, and I'll, I'll maybe reiterate when Nick comes back on, but I just remember my mom, um, like Alex and Crystal were talking about, um, people asking, is it a fad? Is it, are you sure you're gay? I just remember my mom <laughs> saying things like, well, but he's dated girls and he's, um, and he's, uh, I think he's just, I think it, it'll, it'll pass. <laughs> right, right. Like it's a phase. Yeah. Are you back? Yeah, we, uh, we had some pizza in the oven that was on fire. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it wasn't far off with popcorn. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Everyone's safe, so everyone's good. Welcome yeah, to our but, shit show. <laughs> yeah, just seeing what it took to get me on this phone call tonight. That's, <laughs> I get it. So Nick, what I was saying is that I just remember mom, mom thinking that it was a fad for you and that it was, oh, he goes to an all boys school. Maybe it's just a fad, but um, yeah. So when you say, Nick, when you say that you are obvious and you are out and proud what are some of the things that you do um 
I know the answer to this. Like my favorite thing is um, some of your, uh, I guess, sports that you do. <laughs> what are oh, some I'm things? I'm on a gay kickball league. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we play every Sunday. And the name of your team is? Well, right now, the most recent team was the Fireballs. Category is? Um, what was field of queens yes instead of I loved that one CC has a shirt from that team oh that's hilarious we very much enjoyed it's way better than watching uh, straight kickball I had way more fun (laughs) oh my gosh that would be I feel I feel like maybe we should make a a song that says gays just want to have fun instead of girls just want to have fun that would be a fun wedding song. Ooh, yeah. So, so I um, was just watching on the plane ride here. There's a movie. I don't know when it came out, but it was for Pride. Um, and it was the miners in the UK in the 80s. Um, there was this socialist movement for unionizing. Um, and... They backed each other eventually, um, even though it was a real straight community up in, like, Wales. Um, but the socialists and the gays got together up there. That's funny. So, do you guys um, actively do anything with pride in your communities? Like, with the parades and stuff? I mean, so I think what people probably think when they think of, like, Pride Month is like Lisa Vanderpump and her floats and everything, you know, bravo. Like, is that, how real life is that? Um, I'll jump in. I was very involved in my former employer's LGBT organization. So I hosted a lot of events and ultimately it's all about like, pumping everybody up and like making sure they feel proud and welcome in the space so we would even do things during the pandemic to help celebrate diversity by hosting virtual talent shows or even just conversations um all the way to a virtual drag queen event so oh fun that is so fun yeah, it's important to continue creating that community even when you're apart from each other. And I think Crystal has a lot to say about this too because she was heavily involved in a few organizations. Yeah. I know I heard the question is like, how do we celebrate pride? That's mm-hmm. like totally different. Like we all have this in long legacy of going to like Chicago Pride Parade and like you know, just getting all sorts of dressed up and all of that. So that was, like, you go all out for pride. Try to not be on the street level. Like, I'm too short to be standing and watching a parade at street level. You need to find, like, a rooftop for balcony. Yeah. <laughs> Next level. But I bummed because there's no pride parade in Chicago this July. Like, there's no parade there's no festival well, they did do a parade it was in yeah. grant park though so no was... that was the you're right there was a festival in grant park and the parade is in october or something so it's just like disrupted last year and this year 
I'm definitely always looking to like find a community out here. Like we do live in a very like LGBTQ plus neighborhood, like lots of visibility of like uh, rainbow flags and like trans flag and everything. But um, like in terms of how I gave back, I the people that made it possible for me to like come out and see them as like these shining representations of folks just like being themselves and proud and like you know every different identity but it was a lgbtq plus sorority at asu called gamma lambda and so it was like a you know you're doing the fundraising for like your local like listen at the high schools doing educational events just like outreach in the community being visible and then when i graduated i was like on uh, their like advisory like their board of directors yeah so I did their finances for like another seven years many many years (laughs) oh wow yeah just because like we were meeting up and like having our council meetings where you get to see like your friends that you've traveled and met with over the years and like meeting new folks just from across the entire nation as the org got bigger. So that was extremely rewarding. And, you know, you're going to places that are like extremely out like San Francisco and you're going to like really tiny Southern universities that just where it's a physical danger to be out. So you just really saw the spectrum of like, you know, rural versus urban settings the reality of life in different areas yeah well and it's important to have community so it's it's important that was important work that you were doing right like a safe place for these people to land that don't have that welcoming home life yeah, that was like absolutely the message was like just a safe place where other people can understand what you're going through. That's kind of like what we still try to do today. Like just as we're all like, we're like as the old gays, like you, <laughs> you come across people that are like coming out and transitioning and like, you know, it's a different time now than when we were doing it, but yeah. it's still like it the, it gets better message still like proves true do you think it's easier harder or basically the same um as far as uh as far as like backlash to come out now as opposed to when you were early 2000s is it is it easier now you think or is I mean of course it's it's everyone's like individual journey it's different for everyone but do you think that possibly there's more of a welcoming community or there's more of understanding and acceptance and love now as opposed to when when you were coming out Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, like, gay and lesbian is just way more, like, normal these days. And I think now it's, like, a fight for trans rights and, like, trans visibility. Hi, Louie. 
Everyone say <laughs> hi to Louis Grace. <laughs> I will, I'm going to interject with that and just like caveat and say it really depends on your situation, you know, like mm-hmm. you could be living in Chicago and have super liberal parents who are like, cool, yeah, whatever. But you could also still be living in Chicago with super conservative parents who would never accept that about you. So I think it depends on the circumstance. But to Crystal's point, I do think that there is more visibility to LGBT um, normalcy, you know, in like different shows that we watch today and different movies and stuff. It's not like, oh my God, the producers have to talk about this for three hours to even like approve it like it used to be. (laughs) Now it's like, okay, well, yeah, let's get a lesbian on here because it's cool. So, I will say I noticed even uh, on my kids' Disney shows, it's um, it's not made a point of being out there. It's um, it's made a point of being normal, and yeah. it's it's wonderful. So I just remember we were watching uh, one of it was like a magic show and. And their teacher talked about he had a husband. And I said, that's amazing. Right. It was, it was absolutely natural. It was beautiful. It was like, Hey, I have a husband. And then they moved on. And it was, I think it set a good example of how it should be treated. Yeah. Right. Not like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. One, we have like a best friend who has two girls and one of them is seven and one of them is five, but we've known them for like, even before they even thought about having kids, you know? Um, But we were over there and Olivia, the oldest one asked like, are you and Crystal's sisters? And I was like, no, she's my wife. And then what did you say? Crystal, you said something so perfect that was like, I was like, just, I was like, just like there's husbands and wives, we are wife and wife. Like, just like a little kid explanation. And they're just like, okay, moved on. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly how we do it too. Like my best friend, um, who's getting married next month, he is, um, my second goddaughter or godfather. And it's just always been normal. It's well, it's funny because they actually started calling his fiance Auntie Dan, like out of the blue, not un- completely unprompted, but like that's a two year old. So he rolls with it. He loves it. So it's Auntie Danny and Uncle Dan. And it's perfect. They have the same name. But um, yeah, it's just, it's normal. It's never going to be something where they're like, that's weird because it's what they've always known. And yeah, I think it's that when you sweet, like, it's communicating acceptance. Exactly. So going through school, like it's never going to be something where they're like, "Okay, why do you have two dads or why do you have two moms?" Like, it's normal yeah. for them. Nick, were you at my house last year for Pride Month when it was the big virtual thing? I don't think so. I just remember watching. It was like. 24 7 oh yeah there was like a pride there was a virtual pride thing yeah i wasn't wasn't at your house i don't think yes you were (laughs) 
<laughs> because we, we told Cece. Because we also watched RuPaul's Drag Race, and we um, and Cece almost let us do drag makeup on her. Okay, I do. I do remember that now. Yeah, I think that was last year during the pandemic. Yeah, because that's why it was virtual. But I think for a portion of that, you were at my house, and we all just sat down and watched all of the Pride events across the world. Yeah, that was a pretty cool thing that they did for that. Well, and I think it was, I think it was, I I think it was amazing that you got to do that with Cece, that you were here and you got to um, show her how excited you were and why we are excited about it. That's great. It's like the new Macy's Day Parade. You know, the Pride Parade. Oh, I love that. Yes, let's do it. (laughs) I want. We've kind of touched on it, but Crystal and Alex, you have been married since 2017. Yeah. And and I have seen pictures. It's it was so pretty. Oh my gosh. Um, but we've talked about kids a little bit and Chelsea and I, I mean, that's mostly part of our podcast is bitching about our kids really. But, um, (laughs) I was wondering if you guys were planning on having any babies. We check in with each other like often. (laughs) okay it's like a question that yeah like we get asked that you know pretty like often just because all of our friends around us are having kids yeah we've been married and we're like reminding that we might have a geriatric pregnancy (laughs) (laughs) maybe yeah but you know like when i was younger i thought like for sure i wanted to have kids you know definitely gonna have kids i'm gonna have kids i'm gonna do their family kind of and right. then, like, as I got older, I kind of, like, watched the relationship dynamics change with my friends who did have kids. And now Crystal's sister just had a kid in November, and now her other sister is going to have a kid in November. Wait, which one? Ari. Ari had a baby, little baby Trace, my first nephew. Oh, my goodness. And then... Yeah. Your other sister, is this the one that I know? Like, I've hung out? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's due in November. So uh, we got to get out to Phoenix and hang out with these little babies. So where are you guys at right now? Are you? The answer is we're going to be the most badass aunties that anyone has ever known. And also... Everyone's starting to call me an auntie because I'm like <laughs> aunt plus an un- uncle, you know? Yeah. She's an aunt because she can like gossip with the aunties. And then she's an uncle because she has like the the worst dad jokes and can like the run bat, a meaning grill. Best. Yeah. And she's like grill master. So that Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the answers are either like, no, not right now, maybe, uh, maybe in a few years, uh, no, 
It's and, and it's also, ever changing, and that's um, totally fine. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of see us like adopting an older child later on in life or something. Yeah, if anything, <laughs> adoption sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I love that. That's fantastic. But also, uh, we, have, we have Nick for now, so yeah, <laughs> and he is. He is his own. A man child. <laughs> He's his own man child. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard. I mean, it's hard. That was like, I have two um, close friends, like lesbian couples, and they do have like three kids between the two of them, like two different couples, but it's not an easy journey. I mean, it's, there's a lot more things to take into consideration to have kids. And that's why, you know, my friend, the Dan's aren't having kids because they're like, what do we do? You know, like we would want our own, not adoption and surrogacy is not legal in Michigan. What? So it's, oh yeah, no. So it would have to be like a friend that would like volunteer for it type thing. So, and that friend's not me. (laughs) (laughs) Paid surrogacy is not legal? No, no. So like. I could be like, hey, I'll I'll carry your baby for you, but like I couldn't accept payment. It can't be like contracted things like that. I think California is one of the in only Iowa, states. In Iowa, you for sure can do that. FYI. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. That's closer than California. <laughs> I feel like Alex. Why do you know about Iowa? Um. Well, we have so we have some gay friends, and they're like super amazing successful and they have twin daughters one of them is benji's child and one of them is jimmy's child so (gasps) that's amazing from the same mom so like inseminated with both of their sperm from and now they just had twin boys with the same mom Oh my god. And both of their different sperms inseminated. Wow. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I know. That's what my friends did. So they they, they had the same really sperm donor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you buy one, get one free. Hey, we've already done <laughs> We've already done this once. Can you just do this again for us? Like, you know, in kind, please. <laughs> Right. We're friends now, right? <laughs> uh, Nick, have you ever considered having babies? No. Only with me. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. I know. Colleen would be so happy. If Nick and I yes. Were. Well, yes. You have Absolutely. So many children every semester. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I have 120 kids a year. So. That's true. So let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about how awesome of a teacher you are, because I I geek yes. out about it. I think I would have been honored to have you as a teacher. Seriously? Um, no, you wouldn't, Virginia. No, because I've seen. <laughs> no, let's let's be real. I've seen the crap that you have your kids do, and it's. It's way cooler than a lot of the stuff that I had to do in high school. Like, you're even, you're getting to know you stuff. You had them do a 
I think it was like one of your first years of teaching, you had them do a Facebook page basically on a worksheet. And that was how you got to know that your students. And I will say too, like, maybe Nick doesn't know it, but he's like sophomore English teacher. He doesn't like to talk about himself a lot, but he's Mm -mm. pretty badass. I'm sorry, wait, Alex, did you just say he doesn't like to talk about himself? Yeah, not about work. He doesn't like oh, okay. his work stuff. You know, he does okay. like to talk, but he does like to talk. But also, he's been very quiet this trip. I think it's been a good, a good retreat for him. Good. But regardless, you know, when I was in high school, sophomore year was like the most defining moments. You know, you're like going through things, you get your driver's license, you learn how to be more independent. And I had my favorite English teacher who taught me many things, who I will always remember. And so I don't think you should discount yourself, Nick. Not I think at all. Yeah. Have, like, mm-hmm. A very big impact on a lot of people. Also, I know he's taken a lot of students abroad. Uh-huh. And so, Nick, why don't you like give us give us some good a glimpse? Um Yeah, I mean, I enjoy working with teenagers. I'm excited that this next year I get to move up to senior (laughs) level. Um, I just try to help them become their best selves, and that's, like, including good citizenship, I guess. Do you think that because you came out in high school (laughs) and because you had quite a bit of growing that you did in high school emotionally and do you think that impacts the way that you teach and you feel like it makes you understand a little bit more of what people are going through in high school? I mean, yes and no. I think that teachers themselves are just more empathetic and compassionate and like if you're getting into this profession it's obviously not for money it's because you want to help kids um and so yeah I mean I try to believe in the education community as that as like all of us are really trying our best to um help kids grow and learn but being gay I I suppose I can recognize it in others and I can um, you know be a kind of shining example to them that like I can I can be a happy successful person I love that um, but I also I mean I have other things that I do for not just my students I work for the speech and debate community in Arizona I am the division one rep on the Arizona Speech and Debate Coaches Association, and there's sub <laughs> and the subcommittee for diversity, justice, equity, and inclusion. Um, and so we're in charge of kind of making sure that everything feels equitable at like speech and debate tournaments in the valley. That's amazing. So cool. So I don't think you really, I don't think you really grasp how many lives you actually do touch in that capacity. That's well, also that's a lot. Virginia, 
I would like to ask a question myself to Nicholas. Sure. Nicholas Ellis. <laughs> I'm wondering, like, do you have young kids come up to you to confide in you often? Like, about their gayness? Or, like, have you ever? No. <laughs> <laughs> Short answer. Lifetime movie. Yeah, I don't have that. I, I definitely feel like I'm not the person necessarily that they come to, but I do know that they feel comfortable being themselves, like, in, in my classroom. Like, people okay. do feel welcome. They don't necessarily, like, I don't know if the gays that I see in school aren't that hidden anymore and so they don't feel like they need an adult to confide in about their sexuality i get confided in but it's not necessarily about that um because typically that's a side issue or a non-issue well that's amazing yeah actually tied into like what they asked earlier right that's almost like i think better than having like people being comfortable to confide in you because it means that like the acceptance level is that much higher right now um well and it's always for i think it's more difficult now for trans students um asking me to use proper pronouns i try to use uh i mean pronouns are a really important facet of the community um and i think those are the ones that if i was going to be talking about who confides it would be those students they have to confide in adults every day and sometimes adults are real jerks oh yeah yeah i think that that's also like that's a very new thing and people are still having a hard time understanding there, um, there it's not a new thing <laughs> well in no, fact, not trans I, you know what I mean. Have been like around as long as gays have, but you're right. Well, yeah, but, really, but more it's as, as publicized as it more out. Was. Yeah, you know. I mean, I see a lot of. Um, I'm a therapist, and I see a lot of child, like teenagers, yeah. and they'll ask me to like use different pronouns, and for me, then I have to go do my homework after the fact because I'm yeah. not educated on all the different pronouns and everything. So I have to take that time to educate myself in order to respect them in that space too, because it's not something that I'm familiar with. So in that aspect, I think it's newer because it's not something that everyone knows about. You know what I mean? Yes, the gender pronoun thing is a new phenomenon, I agree, yeah. Well, it's nice to see it becoming more mainstream in that like, people are talking about it and it's not like scoffed at you know like it was before yeah um i have a proud mom moment cc went to mackinac island and we met up with some family and um the family was very clear of the pronouns that the other children um use and identify with and Cece didn't bat an eye she just said okay cool and moved on from there she is that in Chicago 
Oh, did you hear the siren? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. So it's it's just it is it's like we were saying with it's be- becoming a normalcy and it's I think that's I think that's wonderful especially coming from where you guys all were at in the early 2000s. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did go CC. That's the bomb. Yeah, proud mom <laughs> moment. You know, always got to do that. <laughs> for sure well um, do you have any other questions Chelsea. I don't I was going to see if any, they had any like closing thoughts or yeah. words for people that might be struggling words of advice or encouragement I will say what Crystal's always told me when she has helped other youths so I can't, I will, I will quote Crystal. And if you are struggling and you're not sure if you're gay or whatever, just know that it gets better. Right, Crystal? It gets better and you'll find your people. Yeah, it might not be like the exact same journey, but people know what it's like to not be able to feel yourself or like not express, like the way that you want to express yourself is in a way that is accepted, but like it just gets to a point where I feel like it was like you can't pretend to be someone else any longer. It gets to a point where you just like have to come out and it was like a bunch of phases till you get to the end and you're like, I love myself. I love my community. Like it, it, it can happen. Until you get to the super gay level. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love it. Yes, where you're like, gay is the absolute best. And then you scale it back a little bit. And then you're like, okay, everyone is pretty great too. Nick, do you have any final thoughts? Um, no, I guess thank you for allowing us to have a voice on your show. This queer visibility is important in everywhere. And I'm glad we were able to bring everything together. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys being on here. Nick, I love you. Alex, Crystal, I love you guys. Um, yes, thank I'm you just so much. Happy that you guys were all together and this was so fun. I know. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks Come so back. much. The feeling is reciprocal. Oh. All right, guys. Thanks, well, we'll guys. say goodbye to you and. Hopefully you guys will start listening too. <laughs> you betcha. New subscribers. <laughs> All right. Bye. Enjoy your time together. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs> so was super fun. It was. And Nick really does talk a lot about other things. And I don't hear too much about his work or his students all the time he loves to travel he loves to go and visit his friends Alex and Crystal have have been like you have been um, a constant in his life and so I think it was such a great opportunity that we got to have them on as well because they're practically family for my entire family and um I've partied at their house before. It always comes back to me partying somewhere. But 
okay. Isn't that a common theme for you? <laughs> Usually, and, yeah. And it's, I think it's hilarious how they call you Virginia. So we still have to get into that because, like, <laughs> you went to college and you're like, I'm Jin. This is my well. I was name. I was in a new place. I needed a new name, and then you're rebranding. I grew up. Yeah, I'm always <laughs> rebranding. Um, so I'm so happy that we had them on. I'm so happy that they had a platform to be able to talk about their experiences. I think that they all really do, whether they know it or not, make a difference um, in their community, in their worlds. And I think that's so important, I think, for everyone, but especially for people who might be struggling. And so I think that's mm-hmm. just, I'm glad that we had them on. Right. And we'll, um, in our show notes, we'll link some organizations that, you know, if you are struggling or know someone that might be struggling with um, feelings or emotions or confusion or just need a soft place to land, um, there's definitely organizations out there that provide that for, you know, people that are just coming out and might not feel like they have a safe place to do that in. So, and I, I we'll also know that, that especially with, Um, high school students um, realizing and knowing who they are a little earlier um, than I think even we knew who we were in high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, rebranding. So I think what's important to know is the fact that there are teachers out there like my brother, like Nick, who their classroom really is a safe place. And it is a safe place to yourself no matter who you are it is a safe place and so I think find your people find your people um it might not be one of the organizations that we list but um you have your people out there no one right and there's like I mean over here um in the Detroit metro area there's a couple um you know cities that are known for their gay population and there's like super fun bars and I mean even not being part you know part of that community I still go with my friends that are gay and you don't have to be gay to go so just if you feel like you want to explore that and you know get on that track to come out just grab some friends and go you know go to a bar find that community find people that you can lean into so that is what I have. That's my input. I know it's hard. I know people, you know, the thing I, I take away from like when my best friend came out to me was their fear of losing people in that time of coming out. And honestly, the people you're afraid to lose already know. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, you know, it's all that wasted time of, of, guessing and like oh gosh we knew and same thing like you know Dan had well we can get into all that but you know it was it was later on in in you know our relationship that he actually did come out so it's been it's been a fun journey for sure but lean into your people and people are way more accepting than you think I think you're harder on yourself for sure it's a scary thing I think it's a scary thing even still to, and I, it's, it's, it's opening yourself up. It's not just 
coming oh, out it's... that seems that seems minuscule it is right. opening right. your soul to people oh yeah uh, like stripping stripping down everything absolutely so i think that's probably the scariest thing i um i wish that it wasn't so scary i wish that there are a lot of hopes that I have for all people and I just want acceptance. Yeah. I definitely think it's getting better though. I think, I mean, with anything, you know, whether it's the body positivity movement or, you know, mom supporting moms and stuff like that. I think that we're getting closer to that community standard. There's definitely still bullies and assholes in the world, but I do see more inclusivity in many different aspects of life. Yeah. So hopefully we continue on that journey. And I think um, that's one question I wanted to ask that I forgot. We'll ask the fans, but I wanted to ask, like, are there any celebrities that helped you oh. to come out? You know, like, because even growing up, like what Queen Latifah, you know what I mean? Even her, yeah. like she was in so many movies growing up and I didn't know that she was a lesbian until shoot. I was in my teens. I actually you know. don't think I knew that she was a lesbian. Really? I yeah. was today I'm... eight years old. <laughs> um, Ellen? I mean, look at Ellen. Right. She's taken off the air. Off you of know, her show. Now, it would be a whole, she'd do the, you know, TV channel. So, yeah. yeah. But so, a lot of uh, people have paved that way. I know who Nick likes to watch now. <laughs> who? We, we watch a whole lot of RuPaul Drag Race. Yeah. Um, and can I just tell you, those drag queens can do their makeup so much better than I ever could. So fabulous. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I know. We're actually going to drag queen bingo in a couple of weeks for Danny's bachelor party. And I'm, like, super pumped. And I'll kind of, like, let them tell their story. But it's going to be just so much fun. So I think that we'll probably make this, like, a two-part episode for Pride, even though, you know, we're technically a month late. June's Pride month, blah, blah, blah. But why can't we just, you know, extend it? I feel like Pride is all the time. If you're proud of who you are, let's have Pride all the time. Exactly. So we'll kind of make this a little two-part series for now. um, And then we'll go from there. And always remember that this will, this can be a safe place to land if you need it. Message us, DM us, Instagram, anything you guys need. I promise I am on Instagram. I don't know what my Instagram is. And I don't post often. (laughs) I think you're Jen M. Ellis. I think that's not what I go by. (laughs) Yes, that's my middle initial. And I mean, it's it's technically still my last name. Yeah. I Oh, Jesus. Don't say that too loud. <laughs> um, I will link all of our Instagram handles and the show's Instagram handle in our, um, in our show notes. And then... Um, I think you should link Nick's Instagram. His Instagram is so fun. He does all well, of I'll his do that. travel stuff. And then I'll post a picture of um, everyone that was on the show today. So you can kind of put a face to the names because that's always fun too so thank you for listening and happy pride (laughs) happy pride everybody Bye. bye